so I'm going to count you down. Let's be serious. About okay, that all right. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he's on his best behavior. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'll just go on and be a peanut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> David, you stop it. <laughs> all right, uh, count you down in three, two, one. Hello, Huntsville. Hello. Hello. Hello, Huntsville. Hello, Huntsville. I'm Cynthia Joyner. Welcome to another edition of this podcast about all things Huntsville. Today, Tommy Battle. Mr. Marisol, are you from uh, Huntsville? No. Um, I moved here in 1980, probably before you were born. Uh, <laughs> but I moved here in 1980, uh, and I was going to be here for two years because I, I was uh, in the restaurant business, had a, had a nice restaurant, was going to run it for a couple of years, then then move into something else. And um, and then I look back, and, you know, 43 years later, I'm still here. Then, uh, you know, came home real quick. Uh when uh, when I first came in, uh, you know, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. I knew of Huntsville. I'd had some cousins who grew up here and an uncle uh, who who uh, had settled in here, but I didn't know a lot about Huntsville. And when I came in, uh, it was just fascinating looking at this city and seeing um, the, the potential that it had, and also the, the idea that we were going through a little recession in uh, 1980. The steel mills had closed down in Birmingham, where I came from, and uh, this place just never missed a beat uh, and so it was a great place to be in business so what actually made you decide just actually say hey this is going to be home forever for me you know I think the thing that was the people uh, you know when you're in a I was in a uh, cafeteria buffet style restaurant and it's meat and taters type place and so uh, you're sitting there and as you're sitting there you see 1,500, 2,000 people a week and you get to know people real quick as they come in to eat and you talk to them and say hi to them and um, uh, act, try to act as a good host um, it didn't take long to realize that you know we had such, just such a good group of people you know um, probably 60% of us are from somewhere else and we bring in the ideas from somewhere else the good ideas of things that have happened somewhere else and say hey let's replicate that here in our town uh, and then another 40% are what we call lifers now are you a lifer Okay, so you, uh, the late Mrs. Battle was a lifer, and there are people who kind of came in uh, who were born here and stayed here and um, decided to make Huntsville their home, and we say the lifers were were lucky because they were born here, and that the people who moved in here and decided to stay here that they're smart. Absolutely. So, what do you what do you think make uh, makes Huntsville one of the best places to live? What do you attribute to the growth so far? Yeah, I, I think when you look at it, you've got to, um, you've got to look, you know, it goes back to, again, that quality of life. And it's more than just recreational things. It's more than running tennis, uh, basketball, pickleball, all that stuff. It's, uh, it's having an art center that, uh, having the largest privately owned arts uh uh, center like we have at Low Mill is having a museum of art is having a uh, having Broadway Theater League come into town um, it's having a large engineering quotient which means that you have more engineers and degree professionals per capita than anywhere else in the U.S. Um, it's, it's having the second largest research park in America uh, and maybe the fourth largest in the world 
all those things kind of blend together and knit together to make up the fabric of what what Huntsville is. And when you put it together, it gives everybody opportunity. Um, when I first came into office, we uh, we would always talk uh, and we we always had conversations. And many people in the north end of town said, you know, we don't feel like we're part of Huntsville's success. We don't feel like we don't have jobs. We don't have this. And and when you looked at it, you know, they were right. We had a great entry level set of jobs and we had a great set of jobs if you're going to be a rocket scientist or, or an aerospace engineer. But we didn't have that middle middle ground in there. And um over the last 15 years, we've been able to add the middle ground, which is uh, uh, Toyota Mazda, it's uh, GE Aviation, it's Aerojet Rocketdyne Rocket Shop, uh, Meta, um, Blue Origin, uh, and finally, you know, the, the uh, Mazda Toyota plant and the Toyota Motor Manufacturing plant. You put all those together, and they're great advanced uh, advanced manufacturing jobs. Those advanced manufacturing jobs are made for those people, uh, those young people who come out of school, and maybe they don't want to be a rocket scientist. Maybe they want to go straight to the workforce, and they can come into those jobs and make forty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars a year, make a decent wage, uh, be able to you know put food on the table, put put a roof over the head, and even think about uh, starting a family. Cody Gopher. What neighborhood did you grow up in? <laughs> uh, in North Huntsville on, uh, on Gay Hart, right off of Grizzard in between Mass and Lake. So, okay. uh, did 17 years over there. Uh, 17 years. Off the north okay. side, yes, okay. ma'am. Okay. Um, what What do you remember about it? Um, you know, it was it was. Um, so I originally. You know, as a kid, you know, I stayed on Patton Road. Okay. Off of when they, that's where they brought me home from the hospital. Okay. And then went to Old Madison Pike to okay. Madison Gardens, I think it was. Okay. Right across the street from the Space and Rocket Center. Okay. So we stayed there for about two years. Okay. And then we moved to North Huntsville in uh, 82. Okay. So it was kind of, you know, you can see the tail end of the mid middle stages of white flight. Okay. Black families moving out there. Uh, knowing what I know now, you know, kind of uh, some of the eminent domains that my family went through prior to me being born, like Redstone Arsenal, the 565, uprooting and displacing people, um, you know, that North Huntsville was probably the place that my family was able to stay the longest. Okay. So, yeah, I, I got there in 82, uh, about three, four years old. It was like my Harlem. I learned everything there from style to, you know, uh, manners, principles of life, uh, educated in North Huntsville from West Madison Lake to, to Ed White to Butler to A&M and even Calhoun when it, was, when it first moved in over there on Wind Drive. So the northern side of the town has always been there. Like I say, from education to church to mom and daddy to cousins, like that's, that's my Harlem. When you just look at the you know, the energy of the Harlem Renaissance, places like the Apollo, uh, the style that came up out of Harlem, um, that's what Huntsville was to me. Now, I didn't know that until I joined the military and started meeting people from other places, you know, and, you know, sitting next to people from L.A., 
the Chicago's, the, the Miami's, and, and even people from outside the country, and being able to stand toe to toe with them with dialogue or, or, or just, you know, shooting the dozens or, or even style. So, you know, the way people look at Harlem and the swag and the demeanor that come up out of Harlem, I felt like that was a North Huntsville for me. So whenever I went somewhere, i.e. I'm draped in Huntsville attire. So anywhere you see me, that was North Huntsville style. So that's what I mean by that being my Harlem. Like, I just cherish it like people cherish Harlem. Tell me, uh, what's your favorite Huntsville neighborhood? My favorite? And why? Uh, once again, that's hard. I got, <laughs> so I'm gonna just say this. Uh, I just bought a property on the east side okay. and uh, never really stayed there. And so to kind of frequent that area now is uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I also moved into, you know, have a property in South Huntsville to where they said black people couldn't go. And to, to dispel that uh, myth, you know, I gained a new respect for, for the north side, I mean for the south side. When it comes to North Huntsville, which will always be, you know, it's why I wear these New Balance, like the N stands for North Huntsville. Wow. So I tell people I stand on North Side principles, you know, so, um, uh, you know, just hearing people talk about the North Side and what it needs and things of that nature, I just tell people when it comes to where I was raised, it need to go back to where it was. You know, we don't need to go forward, we need to go back to what was there before. Uh, you know, more homeowners. Uh, when I was growing up, that side of town had four or five different grocery stores from Bruno's to Food World to Kroger's. And so we had a lot of that. We had black businesses to them, like people like Stanley Terrain had a, a TV repair shop back in the day. So, you know, any narratives or notions of North Huntsville, I really think we just need to go back to where we were. Uh, uh, but will it get back to that point? Uh, only time will tell. So when you say get back to where we were, exactly uh, what did you, what, what do you mean? True community, like okay. homeowners, like people who took pride in the property. Uh, nothing against renters, but you know, as we look at this, this stage that we're in now in the, in, the, in the country with high rental, you know, home ownership was a thing back then. You know, like I said, when we moved in in 82, mom and dad bought the house, you know, so and the people next door owned the home. So it just was a different um, different vibe when the people own the house. Uh, and you know, when you look at the, across the city right now, those who own homes live a little bit different. Not saying that they're better people, but just on paper and they have you know opportunities to do different things as a homeowner. Uh, like, I, like I said, the grocery store situation. They say, hey, we need grocery stores over here. Well, we had grocery stores over there. And that's that uh, plaza on Blue Springs. I remember that when Dixie opened, and people were happy. That was right there in the middle of the neighborhood. So that's what I mean. We gotta go back to, if anything, go back to what it was. So the things that we need, necessities, were right there at your fingertip, and you didn't take any of your money outside of that community. So uh, that's what I mean by that. My good friend, William Hampton, you may recognize him from Huntsville um, Revisited. I call him Mr. Huntsville because he has more knowledge of my favorite city than anyone else that I know. That's humbling. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> William, as a resident, what makes Huntsville so special to you? Uh, first of all, it's my birthplace. Okay. Uh, that's just... Um, just It just brings back fond memories of my great-grandparents and grandparents who held Huntsville deer 
and that just uh, just stuck with me as a child that I live in a special place and so growing up with great-grandparents grandparents great uncles and aunts who were native to Huntsville uh, you know traveling with them throughout the 60s and seeing uh, places that were important to them and they would share these stories and make them come to life wow. and it just made Huntsville special to me wow. uh, my favorite city in the US what, what neighborhood did, did you grow up in? Well, we have to put an S on the end of that. What neighborhoods? <laughs> but, but one neighborhood was always central, okay. and that was 10th Calvary Hill. And I have to make sure folks understand that it's 10th Calvary Hill. Okay. So that was always uh, a place that we would reboot. So during my time living at home, we moved 11 times. So everywhere from Love Subdivision to Edmonton Heights, okay. To Northwood projects, okay. let me put an S on it. It's Northwoods, okay. uh, Mason Court, Orchard Drive, uh, Colonial Hills, uh, Terry. Did I say Terry Heights? Those are and, and also South Huntsville. Oh. Uh, when I was a small child, we lived on Weatherly Road, and then during my teen years, we lived between Cotton Fields and Lily Flag and Bird Springs, so near the Lily Flag neighborhood, uh, all over Huntsville. But every time um, we would get evicted, we would have to reboot at my grandparents' home in 10th Calvary Hill. So probably uh, more than any other area, that would have been uh, the, the place I spent the most time. My favorite, uh, my grandmother, the street that's called Calvary Street was supposed to be Lucille Street. Lucille is my grandmother, and forgive me, I get emotional when I mention my grandmother sometimes. But um, that street because uh, the history of the 10th Cavalry Buffalo Soldiers that was instilled in us during uh, segregation. So the schools taught us our history. So I felt, I felt special at 10th Cavalry Hill, at Cavalry Hill Elementary School. Uh, when we integrated, initially many of the teachers, they kind of let, let you know that they really didn't appreciate you being there. But at um, Calvary Hill, because the neighborhood, it was such a village. Uh, there was Mr. Beemore and Miss Queen and Maddie Bell and Miss Fanny who looked after us. And even the drunks, you know, the winos down the street, they looked out for us. So it was just such a sense of community. We had Ernie's store down on the corner, uh, the blind man's store. These were folks in the neighborhood that looked out for you. And we um, just really appreciate that experience. I wouldn't change it for anything. Sound like you grew up in that village concept. I did. Tell me some other special things about that community. Did you guys have like uh, cool pops? You know those little uh, what were those yeah, Dixie the, uh, uh, riddle cups or uh, uh, and the cups Dixie cups? You freeze it and, and turn it upside yeah, down. It had a lot of cups? sugar in it. But, oh yeah, Miss Queen was the cool pop lady. Okay. <laughs> and so we had a peddler, uh, and then there was a guy who lived just north of my grandparents' home. So Calvary Street dead end, and there was this huge field, and now Memorial Funeral Home, NIMS Memorial Funeral Home is in that field, but that used to be level all the way to Carmichael, and right on the other side of Carmichael was this home, and us little kids convinced ourselves that Old MacDonald lived there. <laughs> so we would go up to the fence and stay across the street, and there were these, um, they're called hedge apples, but we used to call them horse apples and we would try to feed them to horses and horses would never eat them. They're these big green lumpy things that had some white milky substance inside. Okay. But uh, we would go up to the fence and we would stare 
this man had a barn and then the, the, the home right there. And we would convince ourselves that there was a gorilla in the barn. And there was a little window and so we'd stand there and stare and then someone would say, I see the gorilla and we'd take off running. He had peacocks, chickens, cows, but he was also uncle to a local uh, wrestler named Lynn Rossi, who was a big time Friday night wrestler and Saturday wrestler. Uh, and they would uh, rehearse in that barn for the Friday night matches. So we would get a chance to go over and watch these rehearsals, knowing who was going to win on Friday night. And I had a great uncle who believed in wrestling, fake wrestling, my wife calls it. And so uh, we'd say, now, Uncle, you know that stuff is fake, and he'd be ready to fight you. But that's one of the fond memories. Um, the street was gravel, so we'd be out there racing all day long, foot races down that street. One of my cousins went on to uh, become an all-star uh, high school uh, football player at Johnson, Clarence Johnson, and went on to UNA, led the nation in rushing Division II, got his early training there on 10th Cavalry Hill. Yeah, so those were just some of the colorful characters. Mr. Steve Fletcher called him Steve-O. There was some of the best barbecue in this town was made right there on 10th Cavalry Hill. Uh, Moody Brooks, who was the chaplain to the city council, he lived on 10th Cavalry Hill. Uh, just lots of history in that area. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of mm -hmm. village of great people. Um, of course, uh, some of my, my ancestors lived in that neighborhood. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Ward family. Yes, yeah. down on the, on the corner there. Uh -huh. Ward. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> right. Uncle. Yeah. So I know a little bit about that. That's Prince Cavalier. Yeah. 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 So um, <clears throat> tell me this. Uh, what neighborhood do you live in now, and what do you like about it? I live in Harvest. Um, I like uh, the taxes. <laughs> but. Uh, we live we live in Harvest. We moved out there in 2003. Okay. Uh, but Huntsville has my heart. Uh, what I like about it, it's quiet, uh, not a lot of traffic when I want to go to the corner store. Um, you didn't ask me what I hate about it, but I sure hate the drive into <laughs> Huntsville when I get behind a tractor during harvest time, <laughs> during you know the, some guy's driving and he's got nowhere to go and all day to get there. So uh, that 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 bothers me. But I'm not a speed demon, so I don't, you know, tailgate and all of that. But I really like um, the quietness out there. Um, at nighttime, the sky is just lit up with, with stars. And I don't see that as much in the city now as we've grown. Right, right. Speaking of growth, what do you think about all this growth? I like it. You like it. <laughs> uh, again, growing up in Huntsville, uh, you know, in the 60s and in the 70s at the um, especially when the Von Braun was first built, you know, I thought, oh, wow, man, we made the big time now. Huntsville's got a, a civic center. Um, but I like the growth because through the years, folks would put Huntsville down and they'd always compare us to New York and Atlanta and Chicago and these cities that had more people than our entire state. So I like the growth. I like uh, the opportunities, uh, the entertainment opportunities that the city presents now. And you know, we're receiving, we're getting more uh, uh, dining opportunities and options. So folks who would complain and say, you know, there's not enough to do, we're getting things to do now. And those who want to gripe that, that there's nothing going on in Huntsville, they just want to gripe for the sake of griping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So if you had the option to move to another neighborhood and leave Harvest with all the new communities in the area now, what, which neighborhood would you prefer to move to? I would move somewhere close to the 10th Calvary Hill neighborhood. Okay. So um, 
that would have to be somewhere near Terry Heights. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. In, in, in that area. Uh, I would like to be somewhere close to that, um, in that district. And, uh, and it's, it's developing, you know, Magnolia, um, uh, the Magnolia uh, Historic District over there, that's being, you know, redeveloped. So somewhere like that. Okay. And would you say that's your favorite part of uh, the city of Huntsville? Yes. Okay. Because it's centrally located. Yes. You know, so from that point, you can head north, south, east, and west and get there. And then you're right there next to the interstate. So I don't have to drive 20 minutes on a country road from Harvest to <laughs> even head out of town. You know? right, right. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, you can just hit the highway and jet. Right. <laughs> Hello Huntsville is hosted by Cynthia Joyner. Cynthia Joyner and Jeff Morlock are the executive producers. This podcast is produced and directed by Keith Matthews and David Person. Jake Martin and Hans Google provided remote and in-studio audio engineering and other technical support. Chad Bell is the production administrator. The podcast theme was written and produced by Kyle Wimbish and David Person. Spread the word about Hello Huntsville, the first podcast that makes Huntsville, Alabama, the star.